The world as we know it continues to evolve and change into something that we can only hope to understand. This is why the registry continues to provide industry insights through personal interviews with the leaders who are shaping real estate on a daily basis. By subscribing to our podcast, you are helping us in our work, and we will continue to deliver programming such as the one you're about to hear. Please click the subscribe button and let your friends and colleagues know about us. It will help you and the industry stay ahead of the game. Today we have an opportunity to sit down with Julie Foppel, the founder and CEO of Realm, a proprietary and patented platform made to bring real change in the way luxury real estate is transacted. Realm connects real estate professionals and their clientele to properties that fit their personalized needs and lifestyles, creating a bespoke experience that will take the guesswork out of the equation. Julie runs this organization along with her own real estate business from Jackson Hole, Wyoming, where she's a recognized member of the real estate and business community. Welcome to the pod, Julie. Julie, good morning. How are you? I'm well, Vlad. Thank you so much for having me today. I'm excited to chat with you. Yeah, absolutely. Happy to have you and uh, looking forward to learning more about what you're up to and how how things are going. So uh, where do we find you today? Where are you? I am in Jackson Hole, Wyoming, which is my home. It's been my home for the last um, 18 years with my husband and um, my currently I have two dogs. I'm an animal lover for sure. So we've We've had a number of pets and animals through the years, and and right now our household consists of two dogs. <laughs> Great, I have two as well. Maybe maybe they'll have their own podcast at some point. Yes. <laughs> you know, if, if that's right. If they could talk, they would have stories. That's yeah, for sure. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Great, great. Um, well, by way of introduction, tell us a little bit about your company and your business and what you do in Jackson Hole. Sure, sure. So um, I am the founder of Realm, which is a real estate tech startup. And that essentially is a virtual platform in the luxury real estate space. Um, It helps elite real estate professionals connect with luxury properties throughout the world. So um, at this point, it actually launched in March. And at this point, we have about 300 members and, and we are the most elite membership of real estate professionals ever assembled partially because we are brand agnostic. And so we don't necessarily, um, you know, make a decision based on, you know, what brand the firm that the agent is associated with. It's more kind of the overall ethos of the agent. In addition to Realm, I'm also the owner of Jackson Hole Real Estate Associates, um, which is the largest real estate company in the Teton region. And we've, we are actually the two-time recipient of the coveted Christie's International Real Estate Global Affiliate of the Year Award. So we're quite proud of that. And then I also have, a um, along with my husband, we have a real estate team. And so we also sell real estate in addition to uh, owning the brokerage. And you know we're fortunate, Vlad, in that we get to work with everybody from Fortune 100 CEOs to government dignitaries to technology executives, celebrities, heirs and heiresses. It's it's quite an interesting place to be in the real estate profession. Yeah, I, I bet. And what's an obvious question to me is, how does somebody out of Jackson Hole decide to start a global network? Uh, tell us a little <laughs> bit about kind of how, you know, what the genesis behind that was and kind of what, what made you think about that and, and why now? Well, I think, you know, it's interesting because, 
one, we're very fortunate in that um, we live in a very small place with a very diverse and sophisticated client base. And so, you know, over the last 15 years that I've been in real estate and, and as we've been building our company and, you know, meeting new and interesting people, you know, a lot of them come from entrepreneurial backgrounds or technology backgrounds. And, um, and so, you know, we have the benefit of engaging with them, you know, in kind of a real estate space, but then you get to know more about them and exchange ideas and brainstorm. And, you know, I mean, because of the nature of how I do business personally, most of my clients have become my friends. And so, you know, a lot of times over dinner, you know, just like with anyone, you start to talk about like, well, wouldn't it be great if we could do this or if there was a technology that could do this. And, and, you know, I started my career in the hospitality business, working for companies like Ritz Carlton or preferred hotels. And I always found it interesting that, you know, we could replicate a guest's stay, whether they were in Milan or New York or Bangkok, we could, we could replicate their stay because we knew what their preferences were. And that was all tracked through, you know, through a general database. And so, you know, then when I made the transition into real estate, it was always a little bit infuriating, like, why can't that happen for our clients coming in? I should know, you know, the client coming in from Los Angeles or San Francisco or New York, I should know what their preferences are rather than forcing them to kind of go through a painful re-education process. And so, you know, as as we kind of talked that out and vetted it and, you know, I brainstormed with other people in the profession and other people outside of the profession, this idea for Realm kind of started to take shape. And um, and as my husband would tell you, you know, I do get a little bit um, obsessive about, about ideas okay. that I think, that I think are, are going to change things. And, and, and certainly with our affiliation with Christie's auction house and having that kind of global perspective, I really started to take a look at it. Like, gosh, this is something that wouldn't just help us here in this little locale, but could really help real estate professionals globally. Yeah. And, uh, my sense is if this was launched in March, you were probably planning this for months, maybe even, you know, a couple of years, uh, you know, ahead of time. So, you know, March comes along and COVID kind of hits. Um, Does that throw a wrench in your plans or, you know, tell us a little bit about that, that process. Well, having started the real estate company on April 1st of 2009, you know, I I was kind of like, wow, either my timing is really (laughs) bad. You can pick him, Julie. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like you can pick him. Yeah. And so, um, so no, so it was, there were two weeks, Vlad, that I was like, this is going to get really bumpy. Yeah, and, yeah. and, and, you know, the phones were not ringing and I have, um, an amazing colleague and friend that had left a very, very successful role as the president of a large Midwestern real estate company to come and join me at realm. And, you know, he and I would just kind of get on the phone together and, not really have very much to say to each other because we were like, we're not really sure how this is going to pan out. And then suddenly, you know, I think people started to make the adjustment and started to make the mind shift to like, okay, well, boy, we are in the business of community. And so let's really look at this tool. And it is truly kind of a, um, it's a virtual community for real estate professionals. And we we didn't have as part of the business plan these weekly calls that um, that we've started convening. But but I just said, you know what? Anybody that has expressed interest in Realm, let's get them all on a call. And we invited 
oh, probably just over 300 of the top real estate professionals kind of in, in our network. And over 150 people showed up for that call. And we all, we used it as a brainstorming session and as an opportunity to just really kind of talk and connect and idea share about, you know, this new landscape and what, what our business is going to look like through quarantine and beyond. And that was six months ago. And we have convened a call every single Wednesday since then. And it's the momentum has just continued to build. And, um, and so I can say in hindsight, it was an amazing, it was an amazingly fortuitous kind of opportunity for realm in in spite of a really really challenging and awful time for the world. Yeah, sure. And so who are some of these members that are that have joined you on this journey? So we have boy, I mean it is really the who's who of real estate. So everyone from, you know, Gary Gold who is one of the most remarkable and accomplished real estate professionals in the Los Angeles area, Craig Northrup and his team, um, they were rated number one in the country by Real Trends and the Wall Street Journal. We've got Ann Abernethy, who is a top, top professional in the Aspen market. I mean, it really is truly the, it's the best people in the business. And, you know, we don't necessarily set like a dollar guideline or um, in terms of a transaction volume guideline. We look at it more from the standpoint of their overall prowess in the field and each and every member is vetted through at least a one-hour interview over the phone, as well as a recommendation from another Realm member. And so we've got Realm members that are actually recommending you know, colleagues from other markets, but they're also recommending colleagues that they respect and work with in their own markets, because it's just truly a way to come together and idea share and really activate each other's sphere of influence. Right. And you mentioned this is also technology focused. So what are some of the technology tools that you are employing that are that are unique to this organization? Yeah. So the technology, actually, we have a patent that was awarded during quarantine, ironically. Okay. Yeah. So, um, so the technology was built by a, an amazing group out of Boulder, Colorado. And what we do is we use it. It's really it's not a CRM. It's more of a, it's a data optimizer. So we upload all of the clients from the individual agents databases. It's all completely encrypted to the place where we even sign an NDA with the individual agent. So the agent knows that we're never going to resell any of their information. We're never going to um, compromise that, that precious client list because I know as well as anyone you know, th that really is the essence of my business. And, yeah, and those contacts yeah, that's your, are that's your lifeblood, right? Exactly, exactly. And so, but what we do is we take all of those clients and, you know, like any typical real estate professional, I have, you know, 3,600 clients in my database. And if I'm having a really good day, I'll manage to get like their kids' names and, and maybe, you know, like, of course, their contact information, but maybe their kids' names and not much else in there. Well, what we do is we take that client and we send it out through third-party data resources, and we find out as much as we possibly can about that individual client and their preferences. So we're, Realm is looking at you know, their social media habits, their spending habits, and is building a lifestyle profile on the individual. So we know if somebody has an affinity for you know, living in a beachfront community, or they like contemporary architecture, yeah, yeah. or they, um, you know, they are a gourmand and they've you know, made kitchen purchases in the last 24 months. So all of that goes into then building this lifestyle profile. 
And then at the same time that's happening, Realm is doing the very same thing for all of the listings of the members that are part of Realm. So it's building a similar lifestyle profile for the home, and then it's matching the two together and making recommendations between all of the agents. So I won't ever know if if Gary Gold in Los Angeles if the name or the contact information for his individual client that may have an affinity for my listing, but I can reach out to Gary because Realm is letting me know that Gary's got somebody that might like this, you know, wonderful new ski and ski outhouse that's contemporary architecture that I've just listed. So it helps me to activate his database without taking him out of the picture. So it truly is an agent to agent networking tool. Yeah, interesting, interesting. So you're you're essentially creating an organization kind of that that now kind of you know, connects all of you guys. Now, um, is it safe to assume that all of the members in in Realm, you know, don't work with the same affiliation, right? Like, like some would be, I don't know, and I'm just like, you know, some would be Sotheby's, some would be Christie's people, right? Some would be maybe Coldwell Banker. Is that is that accurate? Yeah, exactly. So we we don't discern between you know, kind of their those whether it's an affiliation or a franchise or, um, you know, or a company owned shop, we don't discern between that at all because realm is an ingredient brand. So it's always something that is going to be kind of behind the scenes. We don't ever intend. It's really, it's a, it's a tool that really helps the agents do their job better and, and network with each other better. And, and so we don't, you know, it, it's really enhancing the individual agent. That's what our focus is. Yeah. What have been some of your biggest hurdles during during this time? Uh, spare for COVID, obviously. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, honestly, it's been, um, I mean, it's been amazing because I think that overall we've had more demand than we anticipated. And so it the, the process of really being selective about the agents that are coming into Realm and, and that whole vetting process, you know, I think it's, it's one thing to just be able to say, okay, this is a mass market approach and we're going to onboard as many people as we possibly can and go, go, go. What we've really seen and what we've heard from the marketplace and, and you know, Realm was two years to build and, and, you know, informed by thousands and thousands of professionals in real estate and, you know, and, and luxury consumers that, you know, beyond real estate. And yeah. we heard from everyone, you know, listen, if you're going to do a membership like this, please, please be selective and don't screw it up, you know, like that. Yeah. And we've taken that to heart. And so it's the camaraderie that we've seen and the result has been these friendships and this level of trust and truly this luxury of community that has emerged from all of this, which has been wonderful. But then we've got, you know, we have a backlog of over 400 prospective members that have just been recommended by wow. other Realm members. Wow. Yeah, yeah. That's amazing. Does does Realm at one point also provide an opportunity for some kind of a concierge service? Is that something that you might consider in the future as well? Sure. You know, so it's it's all about kind of taking a look at the business in a little bit of a different way. And so it will have, we do have, we have concierge, that's actually what we call them, uh, that help support the individual members and the agents. And so if you look at somebody that's a Realm member that has uh, an amazing house that has a 10 car garage and they say, okay, now help me activate the membership. Well, we can actually go into realm and sort by all of the agents that have the lifestyle affinity for car collecting and then encourage the agents to attend a, a fabulous open house or, um, or, you know, plan something in conjunction with Bugatti or Bentley or, 
Lamborghini and showcase this incredible home and then, you know, push that out through the membership right, right. to their clients with that affinity. And so the the uh, the realm concierge are charged with that. They're a little bit like business consultants, you know, where if an agent has a particularly challenging listing or they're in a competitive situation, they can reach out to the realm concierge and kind of brainstorm ways that they can differentiate themselves using the membership. Yeah. And uh, would you guys ever consider, you know, helping some of your members with, you know, other types of properties? So not just, you know, homes, but also perhaps, you know, commercial stuff. Is that is that on the on the docket to maybe consider in the future? Absolutely. So Realm, interestingly, when we went and applied for the patent, Realm was um, we said, OK, well, this is matching luxury real estate with consumers. And here's here's really what it's doing. And and I actually heard from somebody that breeds thoroughbred horses. And she called and said, hey, could Realm help me match these horses with prospective buyers? And, yeah, and yeah. <laughs> I, you know, and I said, okay, well, this is interesting. So I called the developers and they said, well, sure, Julie, you know, the, the algorithms will match anything. So then, of course, Vlad, I called the IP attorney right away and just said, you know, Mike, I think we've got to amend this patent. And so Realm actually, <laughs> right. yeah, Realm matches, matches, uh, luxury goods and services now is what the patent covers. So we can do everything from commercial real estate. I mean, you can imagine if somebody has an affinity, most of the time, you know, a commercial real estate investor, they're largely location agnostic. What they're looking for is some sort of a cap rate return. And so right, right. if if I can bring that to my com commercial investor and say, hey, here's something in North Dakota, or here's something in, you know, St. Bart's in the British Virgin Islands, that, but it returns a 6% cap rate. Do you want to see more information on it? I'm being of tremendous service to that client. And that's truly, at the end of the day, what drives loyalty and what drives more business for us and referrals and, and, um, and you know, is it of greater service to those individual investors? Yeah, 100%. So when you start a business, you always, and, and not just you, but, you know, one always has, you know, goals and aspirations and that kind of stuff. But then sometimes you're hit with, with, uh, with the reality of, of, you know, the market sentiment or, you know, whatever. What have been some of the biggest surprises, both maybe positive and negative during this process for you? So interestingly, throughout the course of a building realm, one of the things that that we heard a lot about was that agents will not agents won't trust and and upload their clients into you know something that they that they don't control. There's no way that they're ever going to trust that right, realm is right. truly yep. you know not going to sell their data or not going to sell the client data. And you know I think because we come from I mean this is a platform that was built by real estate professionals. I mean we. We were vetting this in the living rooms of our clients, you know, talking about the idea and talking about what was to come. And and um, and so, you know, coming at it from that perspective and having everyone know that truly we respect and honor that position because we're in it, too. You know, I mean, I still sell real estate for a living and, and you know, use Realm as a tool. And and so um, so we haven't had a single member that has not used the client data piece of it or uploaded their client information into realm and i thought that that was going to be a bigger hurdle than um than truly what it's what it has been yeah, which is wonderful yeah. yeah i think too the other piece vlad is the is the true sense of community that we that we have found amongst the members and and especially during quarantine and as our business was kind of going through again a really monumental pivot the fact that you know, we had people on the calls that were talking about, you know, about how to be of service to your clients during these uncertain times and, and 
really helping to build the tools that we all have in our repertoire, but, you know, really doing it in a much more participatory and supportive manner. And, and, um, and that has been, you know, just the overall culture that has emerged is more of a movement than just kind of this membership that we started, we set out to create. Yeah. I, Imagine, uh, Julie, one of the challenges has to be dealing with some of the personalities that are part of your membership base. You know, tell us a little bit about that. I mean, at the end of the day, they're probably all entrepreneurs in many ways, similar to the way you are as well, right? So how does that dynamic work within the organization? I imagine that that's that's got to have at least a few challenges here and there. Well, you know, um, it does, although I would say that it's it isn't, I think that the people that are truly at the heart of the real estate business are people that are, you know, they're more community ambassadors. They're far, you know, our job is to, is to make deals happen and to facilitate transactions. And so it's a lot less of that prima donna mentality and, and so much more of the collaborative camaraderie that, that you really would hope exists amongst the elite in any profession, you know, yeah. now, of course, you know, it's, you've got, you, it doesn't, it's not to say that there aren't egos, but it's more of like, part of the ego is like, look, I'm sitting in this room or I'm sitting on a zoom call with the very best people in the business. I mean, for the most part, the people that are attending our calls all have some sort of record in their marketplace or in the industry. They've, you know, we've got lifetime achievement award winners. We've got, you know, global affiliate award winners. We've got people that hold the, you know, the uh, highest value co-op ever to be sold in New York. We've got the person that sold the highest value property in LA. It's, and so you, you sit there and the funniest part to me, Vlad, is when, uh, when, when I'll talk to one of, you know, uh, somebody that's a really, really big deal in the industry and they'll say, I can't believe I was on the call with her. You know, she's a really big deal. And I'm right, like, right, wow. right. Well, that's great. That's great. Julie, these are these can be difficult times. And I often find that during during the times of greatest challenges are also times when entrepreneurs, uh, you know, create the next best ideas. How would you say, you know, this fits in with that? And how are you preparing Realm to be really impactful in the in the next decade? Well, so I think, you know, it's interesting that you've kind of brought it to a global perspective, Vlad, because one of the greatest insights that I that I gained was from um, a friend of mine who happens to be a CEO in India. And we were all on a call together and everybody is quarantining. And, and one of my favorite questions through this entire period has been, you know, how how would you define luxury coming out of this kind of pandemic and, and post-COVID, how do you think that luxury has shifted in its definition? And my friend said, I would define luxury as, as peace of mind. And I paused for a minute and then everything about realm and everything about our real estate business and how we're communicating with our clients and how we're catering to our members, all of those things kind of shifted because he's exactly right. You know, you, you have to be able to be so nimble 
and so dynamic as an entrepreneur yeah. and as an independent business professional, you have to be able to pivot at all times or you're vulnerable. And so to have this product that then we can mold and we can, you know, we can go back to having in-person events and we can go back to networking in person. And those are some of my favorite things. But we also have this tool that can keep us going and keep the community going through things like quarantine or across borders, you know, when we can't get to to these places in person. And that gives us peace of mind, you know, as the members of Realm or as professionals. But then it also is our responsibility to give that to our clients. And so, you know, if somebody says, well, gosh, I have a listing in in the Virgin Islands, how in the world are people going to get to me when all of the borders are closed? Right. Well, yeah. you know, through this technology, we can still have that exposure. And, and so that's what's exciting to me is that you know, what we have found is a way to kind of transcend maybe what, what might, might be a temporary situation or a geographic situation with technology, but still it's technology that is enhancing relationships, not replacing them. Yeah. Julie, you said last time when um, the recession hit, you were just kind of kicking off your last enterprise. You're, you're, you were starting <laughs> up your last business, and now you're kind of doing that again right as this one was was kicking off, too. In the last cycle, a lot of people left the industry, and I expect that this cycle also we're going to see, you know, the same, the, you know, the same result. What advice would you give somebody maybe entering the industry, you know, maybe in a year or two, or maybe even somebody, you know, going through the industry now that um, has really kind of helped you become who you are? Mm -hmm. I think, you know, adversity, you, you said it earlier, Vlad, ad ad adversity really, truly provides some of the greatest opportunities and some of the, the greatest learning experiences that you could possibly ask for. And so as long as you have the fortitude to kind of lean in and, and really understand that things will always get better. And through this adversity, there are incredible insights and incredible opportunities that can be gleaned and, and taking advantage of those things are really the, those are the career making opportunities. Those are the career making moments that truly separate kind of the good from the tr the excellent and and so you know yeah leaning in and and I, I laughed because the first year we were in business we had eight partners and we made eleven hundred dollars you know <laughs> in two thousand nine and I just I remember looking at my husband and saying you know this isn't as fun as I thought it would be <laughs> and, and, right and now fast forward you know I mean we learned so much from those partners and and you know the the ownership of the company over time has evolved and 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 again it wasn't because it, it wasn't hard it was because through all of it, we were just committed to learning and evolving and getting better. And we knew that if we just did the right things and we had a solid business plan, that it was going to come around. And, and you know, it certainly did. I mean, this this year, I think that our company will do a billion dollars in real estate transactions. And, and, you know, but it doesn't mean that there isn't going to be challenges ahead. It just means that we're continuing to learn all the time. Yeah, that's that's very true. There's been a lot of negative news out there about the pandemic and the economy and that kind of thing. I want to sort of focus on the positive angles of this. And I want to ask you, when you sort of canvas the industry and kind of look at what you're doing and just overall everything that you're aware of, what gives you hope for the future? Oh, you know, again, I think that it is... The, it's the incredible community of professionals that we have the opportunity to work with from all over the world. It is the idea that 
truly just through thoughtful leadership, we can provide each other peace of mind. We can come at the business in a means that provides our clients peace of mind. And, and we can continue to really enhance the overall um, home buying process and the ability for, for people to achieve their dreams. You know, I think it's when you look at some, you know, the markets have all been affected in their own ways, but the idea of home ownership has never been more powerful than right now after we've all been quarantined in our homes for, you know, months. And so you, you look at that and say, wow, this is a time when people's full, their whole idea of what that means and, and what, what that accomplishment is, has really shifted. You know, we were really heading into this. And, and as part of the study that we conducted for Realm, we took a look at the home buying habits of millennials. And yeah. Because they were delayed in engaging in the market because of the recession, heading into the pandemic, it was like, well, the millennials that, you know, they're more renters and, and less home buyers. And now the statistic that I heard the other day, Vlad, was that 55% of millennials intend to buy a home in the next five years. So it's that whole mind shift has turned 180 degrees. And, you know, that I find really exciting because that gives us an opportunity to really, again, be of service and to share in an incredible part of um, these people's lives. Yeah. And for my final question, Julie, you've kind of segued right, right into that. What are some of the trends that you think are going to define home buying over the next decade? Gen Z, obviously, is kind of the next generation coming behind the millennials, right? But in general, what, what are you seeing out there that you think is going to really be um, an important aspect of um, your industry? Well, I think, as I mean, you look at what has happened just in since the beginning of the year. And we were looking at people moving more towards smaller properties and, and, you know, more urbanization. People wanted to be closer to services and walking distance to town and things like that. And now it is all about elbow room and wanting to be, you know, just have some space and, you know, family compounds are kind of back on the yeah. radar. And, you know, people are saying, look, if I'm going to have to, if we're going to have to quarantine again, I want to have enough room so that I can homeschool my kids. I can have my aging family members move in with us or my, you know, I mean, and so it's this whole idea that they want to be able to have their own little self-sustaining community. I think two the agricultural aspects of, you know, whether it's I want to be able to really live completely off the land, I want to be able to raise my own cattle, those types of things are becoming far more prevalent and far more requested because people are just looking at the at the world in a different way. And so I think another another trend too, and this was actually a, a realm member out of the Hamptons that said this, is that the High net worth and ultra high net worth members of our society are probably going to own more homes because they have a need to control their own environment wherever they go. And so rather than, you know, buying a home in one destination, they might buy it in three or four because they just they want to be able to get out and get to another place that they regard as safe. Yeah, so, make it their own. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So it's, you know, I mean, it's an it's been an interesting shift, but but certainly something that is you know, I think it, that it's still dynamic and that it's still changing. And I think we're all kind of learning the new psychology of how we all live. And, and, and so it'll be interesting to see how this year wraps up and, and how this filters through into 2021. Yeah, 100%. Well, Julie, uh, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with us. I enjoyed learning more about this. Stay safe. 
Likewise, Vlad, thank you so much. And uh, it's such a pleasure. And you stay safe as well. 